Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the In The Truck Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dennis Brown. <clears throat> so when I was a teenager, my dad got me into John Steinbeck, the author. You know, I got Mice and Men, Grapes of Wrath, all that. And one of the books he wrote was called Cannery Row, <clears throat> which is a good book if you want to uh, check out a good book. I recommend that one. One of the characters in the book was a marine biologist. He's kind of this loner guy. He lived uh, in like some kind of weird train says hi. Some kind of weird house. Uh, it's like over the over a bay. He's collecting specimens. He collected specimens and sold them to schools. That was his job, or that was his profession. <laughs> and uh, so he collected marine specimens and preserved them and sent them to schools. <laughs> Can you hear the train? So, this one chapter of the book, he goes on a drive, and he drives to a uh, diner. And he gets to the diner, and he tells the waitress he wants a beer milkshake. She is, uh, not surprisingly, somewhat appalled by that. And he explains in the story that he always just wanted to try a beer milkshake but he knows that the woman will think that's really strange and so he tells her that it's a medical condition he has and his doctor has told him he has to have a beer milkshake every day and um, she's fine with that and the point of the chapter of the book is that people believe lies before they believe the truth at times <clears throat> which in some things might be true um, <clears throat> And Steinbeck just used that story to kind of paint that picture. So in 1994, I applied for the Congress Bundestag Scholarship, which was established after World War II. The German and the American governments decided that they should do something to uh, promote goodwill between the two countries and their people. And they came up with this scholarship. Uh, initially, it was adults. They'd send adults it was two adults from every American state and one and two from every German state. So 100 Americans and 36, 32 Germans would uh, sort of trade places or whatever and spend time in the other person's country. Eventually it devolved into high school students and they basically piggyback on existing exchange programs um, that regular that anybody else could pay for, you know. So it's basically just the government pays the bill. Uh, so I, I applied for that, got that scholarship. So I went to Germany in 1995. I didn't know the language really well, hardly at all. I took German in school, but didn't take it seriously. And um, <laughs> certainly not the speaking part of it, right? Like I did the, the multiple choice in the vocabulary test as best I could, and then uh, tried to never get called on. It didn't dawn on me that that was a problem. So I went to Germany, and I didn't know the language very well, and uh, a bunch of strange things happened. But I ended up at a house party about a month or so after I got there. I had made some friends. Um, you know, when you're a foreigner and you go to another country, there's certain people who just think that's exciting and fun. So those people became my friends. And um, so I went to this house party. And I was trying to tell the story about the beer milkshakes to a group of drunk German teenagers <laughs> in a language that I didn't speak well. And... Uh, so this one guy, Peter, says, says, you want to try it? And I said, what? 
I was trying to convey Steinbeck's point that people believe lies before they believe the truth and doing, I'm sure, a terrible job. And uh, <laughs> this guy was like, hey, you want to try beer milkshakes? <laughs> like, I really didn't. I didn't want to try it, but I thought, I guess. I felt, uh, I felt pressured to agree. Not from them, but I just felt like, you know, I felt like I'd talked myself into it, right? Like, it was my idea. I brought it up. So, I agreed. So, we made beer milkshakes. Now, as it turns out, and your experience might differ, um, but beer milkshakes, in my experience, exit your mouth faster than they've entered it. So, you pour the beer beer milkshake in. It gets to the bottom of your stomach and immediately does an about face and uh, <laughs> comes right back out again. Throwing up something that's cold is a strange experience I don't think I've ever felt before or since. <laughs> because it wasn't in my body long enough to warm, to warm up before I threw it all up. And Peter as well, so both of us. So incels are in the news. There was an attack in Toronto. I think initially it was thought to be an uh, Islamic terror attack. It turns out to be a guy who belongs to a group called incel, which is involuntary celibate is what it stands for. And I have to remember back in 2014 out in California, there's a similar incident of a gentleman who drove a car into a crowd of people. And his reason for doing it was because women didn't want to sleep with him. Um, I don't think there's such a thing as an involuntary celibate. Now, there might be people who feel entitled to things without having done any, put any effort in whatsoever, but I don't think there's such a thing as involuntary celibate. If you sit around your basement, and or your mom's basement, or wherever you are. I know that's like the stereotype, right? Sitting around mom's basement. But if you sit around your apartment, or your mom's basement, or your friend's house, or whatever, in sweatpants, and you eat junk food, and you never exercise, and you have questionable hygiene, and you play video games, and you go on Reddit to complain about women not wanting to sleep with you, with a bunch of other guys who women don't want to sleep with, That's not involuntary. <laughs> those, are, those are all choices you've made. So the thing I learned in Germany, prior to, prior to going to Germany, I was not necessarily someone who ladies swooned for. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I did really well in school. I was smart. And uh, I played ice hockey, and I was tall, and whatever. Not super confident um, when talking to people, but I was a kid, you know, 14, 15 years old. Most aren't, probably. The thing I learned in Germany about women was that women are looking for someone who's different, who stands out. And being, I lived in a very, very small town. And I think being in a very, very small town and being the new person is exciting. I think being a foreigner was exciting. And I think being 
myself was, you know, just different, right? So, smart, like to have a good time, whatever. Like I said, I didn't speak the language well, so I wasn't wooing anyone with my flowery poetry. <laughs> but there were a number of girls who were interested in me immediately, and that was a very different experience to what I'd had experienced in my regular life. And so I spent some time thinking about that, and that's what I came upon, was that it was different. And different, you know, as long as you're not different and, like, you don't weigh 500 pounds different or you have terrible BO different, missing all your teeth different. If you're different in a palatable way, that's something women are interested in. They don't want the same guy as every other guy. So what that told me was to be successful with women or certainly to be get the attention of women whose attention I wanted to have, you had to differentiate yourself in a way and be good at something, be different, stand out. Well, that requires some effort on your part. You have not earned the attention of a woman simply by being born. Not something the incels seem to have, have missed the boat on. You have, you have, if you'd like a desired result, if you'd like to succeed in any endeavor in life, it's going to require effort on your part. If you want to be a, a fantastic three-point shooter in basketball, it's going to require hours and hours and hours and hours of effort on your part, getting better at shooting three-point shoot shots. You're not going to wake up one day and be great at it. And uh, if you sit around with your friends on the computer and Reddit, complaining about how you couldn't shoot three-point shots, nobody would think that was okay. <laughs> right? Well, why should getting the attention of women be any different? There are a lot of men out there. There's a lot of women out there. It's about one-to-one. -one. Right? And if you listen to women and pay attention, they like the, they like the attention of certain people, too. don't necessarily want to the least attractive human being on the planet to pay attention to you. So let's go over the minimum requirements. I'm sure there's no incels listening to this, but <laughs> the minimum requirements. You have to be somewhat physically fit. Not a bodybuilder, or marathon runner, or whatever, but somewhat physically fit. You have to have a skill, a skill of some kind. And no, video games do not count unless you're getting paid. So if you're so good at Madden, you make a living at it, fine. Everyone else, it's just something you're doing. It's not a skill. <laughs> but yeah, these are voluntarily celibate people. They're choosing to make themselves, in some way or another, they're choosing to make themselves ridiculously unattractive to the opposite sex. Or they're intentionally avoiding situations where they might encounter the opposite sex. Or both. I'm telling you, this is the true story. If you get yourself in decent physical shape and either trim your beard or shave and comb your hair and put on some nice clothes and go someplace people your age are hanging around and talk to other people. So either go with friends to talk to who are similarly not basement dwelling, dwelling trolls or strike up a conversation with some strangers 10 times 
by the 10th time, a woman will approach you and start a conversation because she's interested in you. And that's not to say that you'll be, become uncelibate instantaneously, but perhaps you talk to this young lady and perhaps there's some interest, some mutual interest. Perhaps you take her to dinner. I don't know. You take it from there. But the idea, of, the idea of young men sitting around the computer complaining to one another that women don't pay attention to them to the point that they become violently enraged and commit mass murder, I think is systemic of a bigger problem in our society, and it's this idea that you've earned something that you haven't. You deserve something you haven't earned. I would like to get a big raise at work. I think I could make the argument that I deserve it tiny raise at work. I don't think I've earned, I haven't earned it. So while I might like it, I'm not angry about not getting it because I understand the concept of earning something, proving your worth in advance. You know, one of the most sought after and precious things in this world is getting attention from somebody, another person who you'd like to give you attention. We all want that. Everyone. So there's a person out there, or maybe more than one person out there, whatever the case may be, who whose attention you really would like. Everyone feels that way about somebody or some, you know, maybe two people, three people. And it's not all romantic attention. Maybe it's just attention at work. Maybe you want somebody at work to notice your hard work. Or maybe you want a teacher to notice how what a great job you did on a paper or a research project. You know, or maybe you know it's a girl at the cafeteria or at lunch or at the bar or whatever the case may be. Well, you don't deserve it. Now, if you do a great research paper, okay, then you could argue you deserve it. If you write a great paper, okay, fine. Right? If you show up at the lunchroom or the cafeteria or the restaurant or a bar looking your absolute best and you tell a funny story, you tell a funny joke or prove yourself to be an interesting person in some way, shape or form, okay, then fine. Maybe you deserve it. Maybe you've earned it at that point. But you'll also get it at that point. So if you're out there and you think that you are involuntarily poor or involuntarily celibate or involuntarily ignored or involuntarily lonely none of that's the case you're voluntarily all those things you have a role to play and it may not work out the first time like I said if you go to a place where people meet each other socially it might take 10 times before anyone even talks to you I guarantee they will though It's just how it works. But you can't show up in your sweatpants, overweight, awkward, ridiculous. And you can't be presumptuous. And you also can't make the mistake of seeing something work for somebody else and assume it'll work for you. I used to work with this guy named Dave. He had one hand. He told one story about how he lost his hand. I can't remember what it was, some kind of a machine accident. I later heard that he was drunk and blew a firework off in his hand. 
So either of those things might be true. But in any case, he was a nice guy. He was funny, super funny guy. I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was his face. I don't know if it was the fact that he had one hand. I don't know if it was just the fact that you could tell he was having a good time and joking around all the time. He could get away with murder at work. We used to have this thing we were supposed to offer people. And uh, <laughs> I was talking to a customer about it. And the conversation was not going super great, which is fine. You know, sales is oftentimes a game of throwing enough crap against the wall, something sticks. So I was fine with it not going well. Dave walked up to the guy he'd never met before, took a pen, put his stubby no-hand arm around the guy's neck with, the, with, the, with, the, <clears throat> with his one good hand, held the pen to the guy's throat, and he said, if you don't agree to this, I'm going to stab you in the neck. Deadpan. The guy started cracking up laughing. Immediately. <laughs> I don't know a lot, but I know for a fact that if I did the exact same thing, the guy would have called the police. <laughs> so I don't know, man. If you see something work for one person, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. See, so you see a guy walk in the bar and winks at a girl and she runs over to him and he buys her a drink and they leave together. That's not going to work for you, probably. You're not Dave. You've got two hands. You've got to figure it out your own way. But you got to be somewhat confident. you got to be definitely be competent in something. you got to take care of yourself a little bit. And if you're putting yourself out there, you got to be willing to get rejected a few times. Maybe a dozen times. Who knows? But you got to learn from it too, right? So if you come on creepy and too strong with a woman and you can see her kind of, got to read her. See kind of like she leans back and is turned off by it. Okay, that's maybe a lost cause. Now maybe you ruined that one. You spoiled that well. The next girl you speak to, the next time, don't be so much like that. Or if you seem like you're being too deferential and, the, you know, you got to find the happy medium spot, right? You got to feel out the conversation, pay attention. And then maybe the problem with these kids is that they're autistic. I don't know. Maybe they're incapable of reading emotions of other people. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't personally know any incels. But my feeling is that they're not incels. They're voluntarily celibate. They're choosing it. And then they're getting together with each other and complaining about women and getting themselves all worked up. I guess they've shut down the, the Reddit thing where they're complaining to each other because they're so violently enraged at women generally that they think that that's part of the problem but listen just get mad at yourself and we all have i think we all have something to learn from this right one is you should laugh at fat people who play video games and sit in their mom's basement and complain about women that's, that's one thing to learn from it but the other thing is there's probably something in your life that you feel entitled to that you're probably not entitled to. You probably should work a little harder at it. Right? Hey, maybe you're a married guy. You've been married a long time. Your wife doesn't treat you the way you want her to treat you. Don't get mad or resentful and divorce her. Take a step back. Look at her. Think about what you could do a little bit differently to make things a little bit better. Right? Not that's going to necessarily fix everything all the time. I'm not saying that, but... Don't feel so entitled got passed over promotion at work. I've heard people complain about that my whole life. And you really, if you really listen to them, 
most of the time. They might not like it. They might be mad. But the person who got the promotion starts to sound like they deserved it. They land in a big account. They work extra hours. They put the time in. They join the boss's bowling team. Whatever it is. Whatever they've done to differentiate themselves. You might not like it. But most stuff goes... The universe is a pretty fair place, right? Most stuff goes where it belongs. Not always. But it is what it is. So yeah, that's it for today. Two lessons for today. If you think something's happening to you, you probably have a much, much bigger role in it than you imagined. And don't ever drink a beer milkshake. If you do drink a beer milkshake, hit me up on Twitter, at Brown underscore D-E-N-I-S-M, and let me know how it goes. <laughs> so listen, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have a great day. And listen, if you're an incel, or if you think you're an incel, you're not, don't be mad. Don't find other guys with the same stupid problem you have. Go find some guys with different problems. Go start hanging around with some guys that have some success socially. And then try to live up to what they're doing. Right? And the same at work. Don't be down in the break room crying and complaining with all the guys who's been there 20 years. and Right? Go, go and get involved with people who are doing things, making something happen. Get around those people. Get that good energy. So yeah, if you want to be socially successful, go find some new friends. If all your friends are people who sit around, play video games, and complain about women, get rid of all those people. You don't need those people in your life. In your life. Go find some new friends who like women, who have a healthy attitude about life. Maybe some will rub off on you a little bit. So listen, I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in the podcast, and we'll catch you tomorrow.